But um, I, I do want to thank the audience, though, you know, for tuning in. They, they lending us our time. They're supporting the cause. And, Definitely. you know, it, it's it's making it worth it. Even if it was just one person who was out there viewing this, <laughs> or at least I'm, we're not making this for ourselves. You know? Exactly. So I appreciate everyone out there who's uh, supporting the channel, who's watching, everyone who gave campaign contributions. Yo, thank Still you. So we're yeah. going to get into it. Yeah. Again, thanks to everybody. Welcome to the Upgrade America podcast. And today we're talking about the death penalty. So let's get to it, man. Yeah, man. Let's jump in. Uh, good to see you, man. Uh, you know, I'm excited about your uh, your mission in the following week to come. No doubt. No doubt. You know, it's going to be fun. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, let's talk about this death penalty thing. What's going on? What we got here, Cam? Okay. Um. Still drinking that kombucha, still making me burp. Yeah. <laughs> the um, capital punishment is how we refer to the death penalty yes. in the United States. Do you know where that came from? No. So capital punishment, or capital rather, is Latin for capid, which actually refers to the head. You know, <laughs> back in the day, off with your head, I'll put your head yeah. on a spike. Like, that's where it came from. Oh, uh, okay. Did you know that there are still sovereign nations mm -hmm. that practice or that use decapitation rather as no. a form of capital punishment? No. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Okay. One of them uh, we, we, is our trading partners with a lot of weapons. Israel. No. Uh, you mentioned them on, the, on one of the podcasts, though, recently. Uh... Saudi Arabia. Bingo. So yeah. I was just talking to my buddy who's in Saudi Arabia right now. Okay. But he was telling me like every Friday they have um they bring people out for either executions or some sort of punishment and stuff like that. But this is done broad daylight right in the square. Wow, they still yeah. do it. Wow. So now when I was doing my research I stumbled upon that Saudi Arabia still practices in uh, the decapitation off with your head. And that's, yeah, that's capid punishment at, at its best. Um, so I got some more fun facts. Okay. Before we jump into our questions, there are currently 41 offenses where the death penalty applies in the United States. 
Okay. Obviously murder, espionage, death resulting in the damage of government property, um, <laughs> genocide, obviously, yeah. letter bombs, and yeah. mailing of injurious articles is, uh, you mm. will get the death penalty for that, among other things. So currently there's 200, uh, there's 2,738 inmates on death row that are, um, waiting right now. So, 144 people were wrongfully executed mm. on uh, on death row, yeah. and we, we can we'll elaborate on that later. Yeah. But I, I just want to rattle off these facts. So the cost. I'll skip that one. In California, I do believe it's they're spending about 137 million a year mm-hmm. on capital punishment. So wow. the United States has already poured four billion into the death penalty, and nice. the average cost for you know one of these these cases to go you know with all the appeals and all that is averaging about a 1.2 million per case. That's and, great. And ooh, maybe it wasn't decapitation. Saudi Arabia still uses crucifixion, like that's how they killed Jesus. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They put people on crosses and then they're like, hey, like yeah. you're out there. Fun fact is that the crucifixion, the way you die is from suffocation. Like you're you're pretty much on there and you, you can't breathe. It's a slow and um painful process. So it's expedited for Jesus. So Utah and Idaho and Iowa still use firing squads for capital punishment. And and finally, forty four percent of Americans still approve of the death penalty. However, 30 years ago, approval was as high as 84%. So we're making progress. That's interesting, because we're, I would think we're more desensitized to violence now (laughs) compared to then. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that as well, too, but at the same time, we're getting more more sensitive. And I think there's both sides of the spectrum. You know, you have your your sensitive side, and there there are other people who are more conscious and, and aware of life. But, um, I've yammered on long enough. I'd like to bounce the question at you. Okay. Give me one moment. So, death penalty. Obviously, it's death. Death is final. It's over. Ain't no coming back from that. But what could we supplement the death penalty for? Like, if you were, um, I don't know, you're, you're, I guess in this scenario, somehow you become like a Supreme Court justice or, or something, and now you, you have some some sway over this criminal justice system. What penalty would you give in lieu of the electric chair? Okay, so I came up with this kind of goes in with your questions that you asked me, but I thought they were all unique ideas. And you also got to consider what kind of country we are. We're kind of a wild country. Yes, like we are. Sense that the only thing that makes us different that I noticed when I was doing research for countries that still use capital punishment is that we have, we could, we had the right to bear arms as citizens. Mm-hmm. That's in our Bill of Rights, Constitution, and all that. That's the biggest difference I've noticed, probably between, if we didn't have that right, I think our crime would be way lower. Interesting. In, in a way. And you know how I'm about gun rights. I just believe you should be able to have your guns. I do believe in smart reform. So, um, I think the short answers for supplement the death penalty would be restorative justice, which I'm very much in favor of. Can you can you break that down for me okay. and also our audience? 
I got you. Um, let me go to my little links page. I got them all set up here. So there's an agency. I just picked one. I'll go over it real briefly. It's San Quentin, California. You know that popular prison? Mm-hmm. California. I've heard a lot in rap movies. Yeah, I heard a lot of rappers talking about it too. Okay. I'm trying to find restorative justice, basically in a nutshell, like mm-hmm. five pillars of restorative justice. So restorative justice reflects a belief that justice should, to the greatest degree possible, do five things. Invite full participation and consensus, heal what has been broken, mm-hmm. seek full and direct accountability, reunite what has been divided, strengthen the community to prevent further harms. So these are what it would look like. Victim, offender, mediation or dialogue, conferencing, peacemaking circles, victim assistance and involvement, former prison assistance and involvement, reduction of desperate, I think I'm saying it right, desperate uh, minority incarceration, real restitution, and community service. Okay. So basically, I think it really depends on what crime you do. So for instance, if you rob your local gas station, Mm -hmm. I think you should find out, get to the bottom psychology-wise, mental health, one of our topics we brought up. Mm-hmm. Well, why did you why did you rob this gas station in the first place? What were your circumstances that lead you to rob this first? Get to the bottom of that. What, what's your history? What's your family background? All this stuff. Then, all right, how much of your time have you served if you're already in jail or whatever? What have you done since you've been in? Have you been a good model prisoner and whatnot? And what do you plan to do when you do get parole or when you're released? What are you going home to? Okay. Okay. Talk to the person, the prisoner, whatever. Find out where their head is at. Then start a plan, an action plan on what they're going to do. So you will go to that uh, convenience store, apologize to the family and the victims, right? That's Mm -hmm. part of it. In person. I apologize. I'm sorry for what I've done, caused harm, whatever. Now, this is a caveat. Did he kill somebody or whatever? I still think you should apologize to the family personally. Um, But that's one way of healing and all this stuff. And then I think you should just set an emotional plan. Hey, do you have skills when you get out? Like, I think it should be more like... So, hold on. I think you're misinterpreting my, my, my question. So we're talking about guys who like quadruple homicide. They're not coming. Oh, out. okay. These well, are guys still... that you would that would most likely they would be executed by the state. What I'm asking you is, what can rather than killing them through lethal injection, what have you, firing squad, whatever, what punishment would you give them? Like mm. this whole coming out and be like, hey, I'm sorry I chopped up your family and everything. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to work <laughs> in this particular scenario. Yeah, like I got, saying I got like, well, what, what punishment would substitute uh, the, the killing of these uh, people who commit heinous crimes? Well, it's going to be extreme. You're going to get to the darker side of me, but let's go. Uh, I think you should let the family exact revenge on that person if it's proven it's them. Hold on. So what do you mean? Huh? I'm curious, I want you to elaborate, but what do you mean by exact get revenge? Like the family be should be able to take them out. Him or her or whatever. And you think that would that's how you would 
you being uh, a, an agent of the state, an agent of government, you would sanction um, more or less vigilante justice, letting uh, the families... Permissible homicide? <laughs> I guess that's what you would call it. Something like that. I'm, I'm gonna... I gotta what? decline. <laughs> I gotta decline that. Okay. I, I think we... Um, the approach that I would take is... um. I'm I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. Okay. Because I'm a, I think the woman has the right to choose and we can kill babies, but at the same time I don't think we should kill prisoners. Mm-hmm. And so here I am a, a hypocrite, but life is precious uh, gotcha. to, the, to the beholder of course. And um but at the same time if we think about it from a from a tax perspective, let's okay. let's talk money because okay. that's when that's what really moves. Money moves. Gotcha. So there's an argument people are saying that Keeping people in jail, it costs more money right, to keep someone alive. However, there is research that, that seems to indicate that the whole uh, seeking the death penalty, because all the appeals and all the court time and, and what have you, is actually more expensive. I told you we came to the numbers about $1.2 million to kill every prisoner. Yes. And you have that margin of error that resulted in 144 wrongful deaths. Gotcha. So I'm against the, the death penalty, and okay. I'm against vigilante justice for that matter. Uh-huh. Um, we, I don't. Spoiler alert! I'm gonna give a preview of uh, you know prison reform, but um, I do believe these prisoners could be. Um, while I want to have volunteer labor, mm-hmm. at the same time, um, if you. It's the best way to say it. <laughs> rather than wow. rather than kill rather than kill this person, yes, and cost the state cost the feds one point two million dollars, mm-hmm. put this person to work for okay. for prison labor. I would like it to be voluntary. Volunteer prison labor, just because it's like when you go to forced when you go to forced labor, you're you're going to slavery and. Yeah. When you're 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 talking about the the room for for corruption just to get people locked up just so you can have forced labor? No, I'm, I'm not with That's I'm true. not with that. I would like to avoid that at all costs. But you have this person working for life now, mm-hmm. and you can essentially garnish their wages. I do want to give prisoners better living conditions. Like okay. I don't want them to be in cages. I, I want them to. It wanted to be like a hotel, but at the same time, you have a restriction from your freedom of movement. But at the same time, you should be living in a habitat. You, you shouldn't. The Constitution outlines cruel and unusual, and living in a cage with a metal toilet is, is cruel and unusual. But gotcha. if you have this person working for, again, your their compensation would be the in would be the better um, way of living. They okay. have better cells, better food, what have you. But at the same time, those wages out there, they're performing some sort of labor, some sort of job. That money would be going toward as restitution to whoever they committed the crimes to. So think about it. Now this person is getting money for life on the back and the sweat of the person who caused the crime. Okay, so the victims would yes. get the money that the prisoner is earning basically yes. what about the prisoner what would they get is this a lifetime thing or is it so the prisoner the again you, you remember we want volunteer labor so they encourage compliance 
you gotta give the prisoner better living conditions. Like, hey, you can either live in this cage and you you can sleep all day and, and worry about getting shanked in the showers, or you can live this in a cushier uh, environment, you know, and, and perhaps even have um, some of the the things, uh, something that will make it more homely, you gotcha. know, more comfortable, more homely. But they will be working a job, working gotcha. a job that could either provide services for the state services for labor for corporations or, or what have you because I, again i said i want this prison system to work with with businesses so we don't have to manufacture overseas gotcha. you know because think about it if, if you don't have to really pay the prisoners unless you're paying them, you'd be paying compensating them with services and at the okay, same time so you, restitution okay. for the victims they'd be getting x amount of dollars and it, Nothing can compare to the loss of a loved one or whatever trauma they experienced that would have had a person go to death row. I totally get that. But at the same time, getting some sort of continuous payments for life, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's a start. And I think it's far better than, um, you know, than, than yeah. killing people. Okay. Uh, very well thought out. I was a little more on the rap side, but you, you made a great argument. Hey, we're, we're brainstorming, I, man. I know, yeah. I just... Okay. I'm, I like the whole thing. I'm just curious about the prisoner part. Okay. How long does this last for them? And then say they're on good behavior and all that. Do you release them or is this for life? So we're going with the beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay. And, um... I, I would like them to, to have the ability to keep appeals. Say you have that person who's innocent, who they're truly innocent. I would like them to have that window to keep appeals going, keep appeals moving, but it's for life. If they're not getting released unless you find a clause that, hey, that DNA came back and it really wasn't you, like then, then you're getting out. But if you're convicted and uh, you're more or less sentenced to die, then you're gonna do your time, um, you're gonna do your time in there. Or so, at least that's what I suppose. I, I suppose that um, my word is not final. That's that's up to the But what do you think? I like the idea. I was going to also ask uh, in between that. So say they are uh, exonerated from d- new DNA evidence. Hey, they did not do it. Then what? What about that money they've been earning for working in the restitution and paying to the families? How does that work then? Okay, so my understanding. The, the government, either Fed or states, they're supposed to provide about $100,000 for every year a prisoner wrongfully served on death row. Gotcha. Surprisingly, they say over 40% of the people who are released, they never get that money. Mm. I okay. want, if, if you're getting, um, it's like millions of dollars is no compensation for time. Time is money. Like money comes and goes, you will never get your time back. So if a guy is 40, he he did 30 years in in jail. And then it's just like, you got to think, all that experience has taken his time. But at the same time, it could have shortened his lifespan as well. So it's like, we will make sure that everyone gets compensated and, and do our best to reduce that margin of error. Gotcha. I like your plan. It sounds pretty progressive. What about lower offenses like assault batter, domestic violence? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess rape and murder and like terrorism and all that stuff would fall so, into it. 
other yeah, category you were talking I, about. I was going to say, yeah, it was a tricky category because there are some exceptions. Like, mm-hmm. now I would boldly say, I was going to say I, I'm, I'm ambivalent with mm-hmm. espionage because here's the thing you're talking about um, agents who, who, who deeply penetrated our national security and have secrets that they could take back to, you know, foreign nations. So it's like, I'm, I'm on the end. I'm, um, I'm still debating how I feel about that. I would say a, a spy swap program, like, hey, we've uh, got one of your spies from, I don't know, pick a, pick a random nation. Iran. <laughs> so we got a spy from Iran. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Iran has some of our spies. Uh-huh. And we do a swap. And but it's better than I don't know. There's there's got I'm just throwing out a proposal on on, on how to I avoid to. killing on, <laughs> on how to avoid the, the federal government killing any more people than uh, than we already know. Um so in essence, actually we're on the same page. Initially, what I started with, I just probably went too far with it. But we're basically talking about the same thing, restorative justice. Okay. Like, now that I'm listen- I listen to your whole plan, I'm like, yeah, that's basically what I'm talking about. Same concept. Um, I think, so I would put what I was saying earlier for all the lower offenses. Hold on. What, are you, what you were saying earlier about yeah, like the making justice. restitution and then meeting yeah. with the... Okay, yeah, I could totally see that for, for the lower offenses. That could work. Yeah, because you don't want to clog up the legal system in prisons with that kind of stuff. Just like marijuana possession and all this stuff. Same thing, same concept. Like, a lot yeah. of stuff just We're going to work on a mass pardoning uh, project yeah. for to get all the... And surprisingly, I heard a lot of that occurred under the, the Clinton administration. Hmm. Those uh, mass incriminations that the whole three strikes uh, rule pertaining yeah. to drugs and I didn't even know it pertained to weed until uh, having a, a discussion with a, with a buddy of mine I thought it was just harder drugs like crack and uh, I thought that's how they were cracking down on crack was with the yeah. three strikes and uh, also with heroin and things of that nature but weed like yeah and there's there's guys who, and gals who are, are doing hard time for, for bud there's something that's like legal in what nearly half the states in america that's ridiculous yeah, it's getting there yeah so well, getting got, off topic though but go ahead uh, my bad no nah, no nah, go ahead finish your one thought more, one more category okay? okay what about uh like ponzi schemes white collar high crime would you treat that the same as like a quadruple murder so let's discuss about that um as far as pensions right gotcha so you, you're talking about those Ponzi schemes, guys. Yeah, like Bernie Oh uh, yeah, I totally get that. And and it's like so I would conduct the investigation, but this could take years to do, because you gotta think, people who lost their pensions, how many of them resulted in death, or suicide, or something of that nature. But that's and, economic death, which which could cause death due to the stress and blah blah blah. Oh yes, absolutely, and that's what that's what I'm saying. If it results in the loss of life. Then, mm-hmm. to, to some extent, I could see that. And, again, I wouldn't kill them for, for robbing people of yeah. their pensions. But yeah, at the yeah. same time, you would be an indentured servant to the government perpetuity. Okay. 
All right, so let me throw a question. That was you. a good question, though. Yeah, I was just kind of wondering. I was like, um, ah, we kind of talked about this, but let me see. How much crime do you think the death penalty deters? <laughs> well, there's a thing about crime and criminals. Gotcha. Criminals go out, they're very confident that they're not going to get caught. No one goes out saying like, I, I, I'm sure in the back of their mind, they, they are weighing the consequences. But when they're going out doing uh, some gangster stuff, it's like they, they're very confident that they're not going to get caught. So I, I wouldn't say that that would, I wouldn't see that as a deterrent. What do you think? I think the death penalty and all that is a deterrent. Interesting. Okay. I, I think it still is at the end of the day. You're going to do what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. But I I think it deters more people from even doing crime in the first place versus that small percentage that doesn't and don't give a shit. See, but it's like, but the death penalty only applies to like what? Violent, uh, violent crimes. Yeah. Again, rape, murder, espionage, all that good stuff. Yeah. And... If you're a murderer, you're not just gonna be like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna kill my wife today because of the death penalty, you know, if I get caught, yeah. no, you're gonna kill her. Like, if you're a, 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 a spy, you're not gonna be like, well, I, I, I'm not going to do my job. No, you, you, you're gonna do what you gotta do. So I don't think the, the death penalty is, or maybe, I don't know. I don't see that as, as a factor. Uh, I don't know. I think it is. I, I think I, I can speak for myself. I'm not really trying to do nothing <laughs> to get the death penalty. Nor am I. I but, well, so let, let me run a scenario by you. Okay. So, crime of passion, whatever. Someone mm, comes home and finds their significant other, like, doing the deed. And then, what are they just going to stop and say, no? They have the death penalty in the state of Texas. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do, not to go for like, I, I don't see that as a deterrent. But I don't know. But they do have crime. They have uh, what do you call it? Statues for that kind of stuff too. What do you mean? You get like leniency for crimes of passion in certain states. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was a silly. I'm looking back. That was a silly example. But it's just yeah. like. Um, I don't know. I think it's. I think. Okay, it's a, so let me, let me give you another another example. Cartel hitman is like, yo. So I got three targets in the state of Texas. No, I don't think I'll be taking that contract because they have the death penalty. No, I don't think that's a. <laughs> I don't think that's a factor. I, I don't think, think it's a deterrent. I think for the average citizen, like I said before, I think the criminals that are in that few percentile is not a deterrent. But I think for the average citizen, it is. So then that, that's, uh, how do you say, asinine. Because let's look at the stats. It's like okay. under 3,000 people are on death row in the entire nation. 3,000. 300 million? We got 330 million? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, the average citizen is quivering in their panties from the death penalty, but the average citizen is not going around doing quadruple murders and genocide and sending letter bombs and doing all that shit. So it's like a bit asinine. Okay. I was just wondering, I was just, it was a thought of mine, like, how much do you think is really deterrent? 
but I don't know. You can make the same argument because if it's just that small percentage, it has to be working, right? <laughs> so then, I will say touche there. But <laughs> well, saying. you gotta say. But okay, so but it's not every state that's using it. So if you really want to get, that's true. If you really want to go, you could compare a state that has no death penalty to a state that does. That's true. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you on that. <laughs> you got another question? I, I I would like to interject the the biblical perspective. Okay. As uh my, my dear friend has um he's provided me with some scriptures. So okay. dearly beloved, average not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So it's again it's like America prides themselves on being such a Christian nation. It says it in the book that the president swear in upon, like mm-hmm. that whole eye for an eye, like two, yeah. you're, you're not supposed to, to practice that. And as the government being in like the second highest power under God, they yeah. should not be, uh, they should not be uh, practicing capital punishment. But Just to let y'all know, y'all get church on Sunday on our podcast too. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. I'm the heathen. I'm the devil in the in the pew and shit like that. So, um, you got another holy water. All right, I need all. Is it my is it my question for you? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, this is a wild question, man. (laughs) This one will will definitely be in the one minute clip. So, rather than execute prisoners. What if we gave them the option to do suicide missions for various state departments like the Department of Defense, CIA, and all those other clandestine spook agencies out there? I, I think it's a great option for the most violent criminals that can be, basically, we can't help them. We try mm-hmm. uh, medical, mental services, all that. We can't help them. There's no restoring them. Yeah, absolutely. And I got a historical example of that. Oh, interesting. Shoot, I would like to hear it. I was very surprised. I was like, oh, snap. So I'm going to try to keep it concise because it's, you know, it's like a full page article. But basically, World War II, we Mm -hmm. were doing this. Interesting. There were caveats to it. They were like, they didn't take the most uh, violent criminals because they were actually giving them military training. Mm. with weapons and all that stuff and then what they would so do so that's why you know, they were concerned they didn't want to give it to like exactly. killers and stuff okay exactly and they didn't want them to flip out before they even get over there and do the mission <laughs> you know what i'm saying i dig so this one of the places that happened was ohio state penitentiary um there were prisoners asking to join the army upon release because i guess they figured out through the wire like hey you can get out and go join the army and get out early if you're on good behavior or whatnot, if you're selected. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yo, all right. So they were doing basic training, drills, everything. Um, They would get, let's see. But prisoners were able to buy war bonds and stamps to help wow. aid the military effort. Um, Let's see. Let's say coerce. Were they? Were they curves? No, they had the option. Mm, I just saw it. Yeah, they're just saying, surprisingly, convicts 
being trained in competency. Not every prisoner, like I was telling you, who's with life sentences are ineligible for training. So they could train. Mm, so the lifers, okay. Yeah, So, but at least you had options. So this is in Oklahoma supported this. Um, I think, obviously, Ohio. And I'll share the link. If you wanted to put the link in, I guess, in the description. Okay. I'll share all these. Well, share this link because I thought it was very fascinating. So it looks like Navy, Marines, Army. Of course, back then, that's all that existed. No we Air Force, ran. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Power so, up. <laughs> Space power. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so World War II. They did this, basically, of some I'm, form of version of it. I'm um I'm for it, mm -hmm. and given uh, that technology has progressed, I think we would find a way to keep better accountability on the, the prisoners doing these operations. But I mean, we need a prison reform, and at the same time, we have what over 2.2 million people who are incarcerated in some shape or form. To have them just sitting there is an untapped resource that we, we need to tap and we need to leverage it from every perspective. So I too would totally uh, encourage um, you know, the use of, uh, of, of prisoners in, in military or how do you say, clandestine operations. Yeah, I think my only concern is because of the prison rates of blacks and other minorities, mm -hmm. people of color. Yes. Because minorities is a catch-all term. I say that's my only kind of concern because we make up most of the prison yeah. population. Well, I wouldn't say most because Caucasians still leave with like over 40%. But however, even though African Americans are like 19% of America, they're 40%, like 41% of the prison population. That's another reason why I emphasize volunteer labor. Gotcha. When you're talking about... Um, I think those forced prison camps, that's a way of doing, um, that's, that's slavery. Yeah. And my well, understanding... It's, yeah, it's slavery based on the Constitution. That's yeah, the only time you're considered a slave is when you're in prison, so yeah. Well, at the same time, I don't think there should be slavery in any shape or form. And when you're considering the disproportionate uh, demographics that are that are in prison, um, no, no forced labor. But yeah, so I agree with you on that. Let's uh, sign up some new recruits. Yeah. yeah. How do you think that would play out? Just what do you what do you think? How do you think that would play out? Okay, what if they survived the mission? Is the question. Well, you're not supposed to be sending them to their deaths. It's just like uh, <laughs> well, it's a suicide mission. So I'm just saying, like you don't really expect them to come back. Um. Well, at the same time, it's um. Would you give them clemency? Like, hey, you're free to go because you survived this, or would you keep them in service? That way you can track them. Obviously, you gotta have a um you you gotta have conditions to it. You can't just be like, Oh yeah, we totally thought we were gonna lose you on that mission. <laughs> you, you you just gotta keep doing these until you until you die. Like, no, you gotta have some conditions to it. Maybe if they want to it depends on their initial crimes. Okay. And if it's something that, like, after a while, we could say, like, hey, let's... And again, I, I think 
they don't have to do military ops for a certain time. Yeah. But I would arguably say if they want to walk away from the doing the operations, we would still have to maintain some sort of control over their movement after gotcha. they're done moving. Uh, I'm sorry, after they're done working for um, for the government. Gotcha. Okay. Because it's not like yeah yeah you did this now you got your freedom now you're even crazier because you did all this, this combat operations and you're going back out to the populace uh, so. alright I'll throw a question back at you what are some alternatives to the death penalty that other countries use for reform you kind of touched on it with Saudi Arabia oh other uh, countries yeah but you're talking about other penalties that they use yeah um, it seems like I mean I'll jump in with this question because okay. we're, we're playing volleyball it seems like most other countries would just throw you in jail like just jail like it's really jail like there's nothing cushioned about <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know the rumors of like in Russia you go to jail you go to like Siberia like they ship you off to like no man's land kind of thing wow well, I mean, I could see that because if you escape, you you're not gonna be, you're not gonna make it. You may not make it's it not- in that uh, type of environment. Um, yeah, but at the same time, there's other places in Europe where I hear the jails are actually quite cozy. Yeah, like uh, what? Uh, Germany for one, Sweden, and Sweden, and Sweden as well, and all of them. Yeah, but the thing is, I noticed like I was looking up all this stuff, right? And their populations are like one of our states. You're right. So it's easier to instill and do some of these things because their population is so low mm. to ours. Think about it. Like, what? I think Germany's population is like Texas or something like that. Is it real? Something like that. I don't know. Texas is one of our larger states, but I totally get it. But um, perhaps, uh, I mean, this type of thing in... It would take some experimentation. Mm-hmm. And again, with the whole uh, prison reform, it's not like something that you roll out statewide. Like, you got to experiment with it and see how these things work and um, just gradually implement it across the nation. What? Yeah. I don't know. I think in, again, 21st century, yeah. we're, we're, we're too advanced. We're too evolved to be... Uh, Still to be, primitive. <laughs> yeah, to be so primitive. I mean... Granted, we're not using the guillotine. We're, I don't think we're hanging anybody, but people are still using the fire, is, firing I, squads. Like, come on. Fire, firing squad is cheap. It's cheap, but then when you're talking about efficiency? It would be. You think so? Yeah. So what is it? It's about, um, I think how many guys? It's five guys? Yeah, three of them are half the bullet, half the round, and then the other two have blanks. Yeah, so nobody right. knows who does it. You're right. But think about how <laughs> so where are they shooting? What targets are what targets are they shooting? They're shooting the person, the prison. Yeah, yeah, but are they going for the chest or are they going through the head? I think the chest. So okay, so the chest is like I mean, we've carried five point five six. And yeah. you you know why we've we've used that round? Because it's like it's the best way to say it. The muzzle velocity is thirty two thousand feet per second. Yeah, okay. You can, t- it's it's actually, because we're so big on intel, the United States government, mm-hmm. it's, you can take prisoners alive with that. NATO pretty much uses it. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you can hit a guy like seven times with a 5.56, assuming it's not a clean shot to the yeah. to the heart, 
and they they can still survive. Now, my understanding, like when a shot to the heart, you're you still live. You can still live for up to 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I wow. imagine that's 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 pretty uh, excruciating. And I think you'd be in shock by then, though. I think it's primitive. I, yeah, I I'm, I'm just saying, as far as, far as being affordable, it's really cheap. That's <laughs> um, all I'm saying. But then you again, we're still talking about ten years of appeal. No, I think they changed it to twenty now. The average death row um, inmate is spending about twenty years. I think we should eliminate death row though. While we're kind of on that, so we should definitely get rid of that and do what you were talking about in the first question. Which is as far as um the whole work yeah like i don't like the death row thing i think it's a waste that i agree with it's inefficient it is a waste but at the same time it's barbaric like i get it we have to have well i don't want to say we have to have wars but we have wars but um for the government to execute their citizens is uh, i think we can we've reached a point in time where we can do away with that With with the exception of special conditions I think during wartime and espionage and treason and what have you, that should be a special circumstance. Okay. What's your next question? My next question. Oh, okay. So, I like studying ancient Rome. It's Mm -hmm. uh, they got a thousand years of history, so there's a lot you can learn from any civilization that has a thousand years. America only has like a little uh, under two. I'm sorry, under three hundred years. Yeah. Of, of history so it's like um exile was a, a very big thing in the empire like mm-hmm. for, particularly for politicians they would be like yo we can we are either going to kill you or you can go to x or we can exile you to such such a place so yeah. my my question for you is what are your thoughts on exile like rather than uh killing someone like if another nation was willing to accept them how would you feel about like, I don't know, sending them abroad. It's tough, but it's been done throughout history. You got Australia. I'll read off a list. France. Um, let's see. China did it. Ecuador. Russia. Siberia, like I mentioned. <laughs> uh, Paraguay. Let's see. Hawaii did it. Where did they exile? Um, where did the Hawaii exile prisoners? So? Uh, Lanai, sixth largest Hawaiian island, smallest publicly accessible inhabited island in the chain. Pineapple Island. That's like a little nickname for it. Um, Indonesia. You know their population is like two hundred and seventy million, right? Um, yeah, I, I hear it's one of the biggest Muslim uh, communities as well. I thought it was, you know, that the biggest Muslim community was in the Middle East. And it turns out it's like in Indonesia. That blew my mind when I looked up. Like, I was trying to compare crimes between countries with our population. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. And it, it just blew my mind how many people live in that small space. Cause yeah, I know. It's, it's just not a bunch of little islands, right? Yeah, they just got a bunch of islands. Like, wow, that's crazy. So how is the crime out there? Um, I'll show you. I'll read off this real quick. Um, let's see. You got South Africa, you mm-hmm. island, the Netherlands did it, uh, Mexico did it, 
Um, well, they actually kind Where of, did Mexico annex their people to the United uh, States? No, it's <laughs> Isla. <laughs> I saw what you did there. It's like Isla Maria Madre, some penal colony. Okay. Um, Brazil done it. Um, North Korea. They're a little different. They got prison labor camps and re-education camps, or I guess brainwashing. <laughs> so, um, right, we need to re-educate you. Yeah, Spain, Taiwan, Vietnam, uh, Colombia looks like Turkey. Okay. Um, and I guess well, I was, the example I mean, would be Alcatraz. I'm going to ask you. Um, or Rikers. Seems that's like. still uh that's still how do you say on American soil? Well, I, I briefly want to take a detour. Okay. What are your, what are your thoughts on the uh, the North Korean uh, presidential handshake? I didn't see the handshake. I just kind of glanced that they were talking. Oh no, it's uh it was pretty remarkable and a historical of, event that in uh, an American president has stepped foot on U.S. soil. Like I've witnessed it it was no in north korean soil or he came here 45 just crossed the dmz okay i seen him at the dmz and he he shook hands with uh with kim jong-un okay but in north korea like that's pretty that's that's pretty historic and um now there are some people saying that i don't know like it's support of a tyrant or whatever. I, I, I don't know. How, I, I think it, it shows a, a little bit of progress that dialogue can be, uh, okay. be open. So. You want to know my feelings on it? Yeah, yeah, I'm curious to know yours. You're a, a Korean War veteran. <laughs> um, I have mixed feelings about it because mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what the follow-up action plan is. Oh, indeed. Like, I what are we gonna? What's gonna result from it? Yeah, I know the optics, all that is great, historic. Mm-hmm. I got all that. And I do agree with that's how you should deal with your enemies, just like that. Like, that's the blueprint. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. the, that part I do agree with. I like that. The thing that, like I said, is it's campaigning time. Um, uh, okay. I'm looking at the optics of the timing of it because you could have did this like last year when you were supposed to meet. I forgot where they were supposed to meet. Somewhere neutral. They were gonna meet. But yeah, Trump's like, yeah. nah, not really. Nah, I'm good. Like, ah, oh, you playing games? Now all of a sudden you doing it? You bring up a very good point about the timing and uh, the campaign and, and then everything. Notwithstanding, it's a uh, still a historical event. I'm curious to see how how it goes. Uh, forward yeah i'm gonna follow imagine? i'm gonna follow it up i do love that he's taking step and talking to him and eye to eye face to face that's a big mm-hmm. deal abroad as you know face to face eye contact hey i want to see you i want to feel you i want to know where you're coming from that's a big deal you're obviously. right so i agree with that i like that i at least like that portion of it it's a, it's a start sorry everyone to deviate from our regularly scheduled program so, <laughs> but you're uh, I mean we, we, we listed a lot of countries that participate in annexing but uh, so you think that it's something that we could do? Yeah what countries would you send them to though is the question and what about civil rights, human rights, the amendments bill of rights, the stuff you gotta think about doing is granted 
you're kind of like property of the state you're in imprisoned or whatever mm-hmm. um so i want to throw a scenario at at you okay um because obviously this this may not apply to for every prisoner gotcha. but let's just say i don't know one of those white collar crime guys that that you mentioned mm-hmm. and um i don't know if, if we could exchange him or her for mm-hmm. another person from a, a, another country of who has who can bring value to the United States. How, of course, we, okay, of course, this person coming in, this person okay. coming in would have to be under observation and everything else like that because they too have also committed crimes in in, in their in their nation. Mm-hmm. But your question was how. I, like okay when i think of exile like you're there forever basically Mm -hmm. right yes and well australia became a nation off of being a penal colony so Mm -hmm. you know interesting things have happened um i'm thinking of your scenario do you have any more to add to that or just go off of what you gave me okay so i don't know let's use um let's use snowden for instance got you he's in russia so what if we said like um okay fine like you you did all these uh treasonous acts against the united states you're now exiled you can never like go to uh, america or any of her territories Uh at the same time i suppose russia would be taking control over them but i suppose it's a bad example maybe we'd do an exchange program like someone who has value that they could i don't need a nuclear physicist or something who oh, okay. did something bad or or yeah. something that we we could come in they could they could aid the american economy or the american government like as an exchange hmm. just an idea i don't know but i know how you are that's why i'm really shocked you're offering that because you're very like what's the word for it? patriotic i guess i am I but whoever's coming in it's like um again you would have to maintain very strict oversight over this foreign uh, individual because essentially we would be taking custody of them yeah. they would just be serving our interests now um perhaps snowden is not the best I, I, example because again his, his things were kind of borderline treason yeah I mean, it depends on who you talk to. I can tell you for me, being that we're former military, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, what he did is treason, but what he exposed is even worse than what he did. Mm. You bring up some very valid points you as some of the things he exposed were exactly. infractions to the Constitution. So, yeah, now, and that's why I'm I'm on the... I'm ambivalent. Ambivalent? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm ambivalent. Amb- Hold on, I gotta make sure I'm using that word trick. I just... It's it's a tough word. Am- Am- ambivalent. Ambivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ambivalent. Yes, I'm using it correctly. So it. I'm ambivalent with uh, as far as that scenario. What about I, would, I wouldn't Assange? kill him. What about Julian Assange, WikiLeaks? Because that is kind of freedom of press. Now, where my understanding wasn't he? He wasn't American though. His nah, time... I think he's is he Swedish? Yeah, that's what I was saying. So it was like the whole jurisdiction yeah. thing. Yeah, that yeah. is a is a bit tough. 
But I'm just saying, as rather than kill people, I would much rather send them abroad and exchange their lives for the lives of、uh, someone else who may be able to aid the American government. I guess. I mean, I guess I just don't. I feel like just exile them and be done. Like, I don't feel the need to bring somebody, then, add another headache to our situation in a way. And I feel you. It's just that I'm. Me trying to kill two birds with one stone, like, yeah, we got rid of a guy, and at the same time, let's find some way to get it. What's in like, it? Equal, for us?、Yes. What is, what's it called? A、uh, quid pro quo? Like, you know, I think that sounds like an exchange barter. Yeah, because it's like, who's to say that that person going over to whatever country they've been exiled to isn't going to bring great wealth and, you know, whatnot to, to them? Like, we should. If it's just an average guy who just did some crazy things, I don't even think they would be eligible for the whole exile program. Because, as a, you know, as a head of state, I would feel somewhat responsible for sending a bunch of, I don't know, like murderers and rapists to other countries. Well, most of the places tend to be a little desolate, like isolated. They're not really near populations, like schools or nothing crazy. So that's one thing I could say in comfort. The stuff I was researching is like, well. So you're talking about like the, the exile to the. I'm not really referring to like Siberia type thing. I'm like saying like, if the UK is willing to take this guy, they can、uh, take they can、uh, take this guy. He can do whatever. If he wants to, he's going to live free and do whatever in the UK. That's the UK's business. So that raises another question within that. So, do they lose their American citizenship once they、Absolutely. go exile? Absolutely. That's the whole purpose of exile. You're no longer.、Um... What if they have kids and all that? Wife, family, whatever, husband. So, again,、um, I, I, I suppose would the exile be a choice? Can you be like, choose? Be like, okay, because I, I, I mean, I'm going back to the whole Roman Empire thing. Like,、mm-hmm. when these statesmen or, or, or whatever. When they were faced with that, like death or exile, is more of a choice. But yeah,、okay. in our our、sure. criminal justice system, we're really not. I suppose if they had a really sound lawyer, they could negotiate exile rather than,、um, you know, life imprisonment or whatever. I think you know what. Now that you bring it up that way, I think giving prisoners an option because it's human. We're all adults at the end of the day. But if I have an option to do. What a suicide mission, restorative justice, like we talked about earlier,、mm-hmm. exile. I think that's a lot different than hey, you gonna sit here and rot and maybe get the death penalty. Well,、uh, on on top of that list, I also want to add in, as I mentioned, that volunteer labor. Yes, like yes. Saying you can either sit in a cell and rot for the rest of your life,、mm-hmm. you can、um, go do some military ops, and you gotta have some perks, you know, to for for that deal. Or you can perform some sort of labor,、um, manufacturing, call center, like things that we're outsourcing that、yeah. Americans are losing jobs for. And、gotcha. granted, I, I believe even bringing those jobs back and giving them to the prisoners would create other jobs for Americans. And as I emphasize, like if you got prisoners doing all this work, they're gonna need security. And I'm very confident, former security forces, Kua. That、cool. security is probably going to be the last job that will be automated by machines. Like, yeah, that's one of the last ones. Yeah. There's、sure. always going to be a human being at the end of whatever sophisticated sensor、sure. 
to acknowledge the alarm and to you know to, to check up or to, that everything is all secure so when you're talking about all these truck drivers and people who are losing their jobs because they're coming obsolete i'm very confident they can earn a an honest living in the security industry supervising prisoners and that's what i would like to see our criminal justice uh, evolve towards i think yeah because my other questions are basically we covered them already so let me I see mean, if i have it... anything for you no i think that was my last one was the exile yeah. I think we pretty much nailed that. This is this mm. an interesting conversation because it made me really think. Like I was just going radical off the jump, but <laughs> when you explain it, definitely I'm using like, that as a clip, man. It's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> I say you you, you arm the victims and tell them <laughs> go seek justice. Nah, I'm just bring, saying. You bring do it bring in a, Batman and nah, ride along with Batman, go vigilante style. Like. Nah, you would do it in a controlled environment like the death penalty. You wouldn't like. So you would have the family members join the firing squad. Hey, everybody, grab a gun. You guys get yeah. the on the firing squad. And then yeah. their aim sucks and they're off. They end up shooting them in the dick. And that's it's no fun, man. Like, yeah. that's not justice. I mean, hey, they can at least say they handled it. I'm saying it's a perfect world. <laughs> No Secretary of State. <laughs> Cruel and unusual. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's just that Killmonger came out real quick. But um, oh, this was a fun conversation to discuss. It definitely was. But at, um, at the the only takeaway that, that I can say is that we are far too sophisticated to be killing American citizens, and uh, and an eye for an eye never plays out because then it's like. Someone killed someone, so then the state kills them. So who kills this? Who kills the state? Because murder is murder, at the end of the day. Yes and no, but I'm not. Please really we'll elaborate. Huh? Well, we'll elaborate. I think, okay. I for an eye in the sense that knowing our justice system. Let me play this out. Knowing our justice system has loopholes, and whoever has the best lawyer can get off. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and it sounds jacked up, but knowing that you killed that person that killed whoever means something to you, you know justice is served. Is it right? Say in the eyes of the Lord, not the Lord, but uh, law. Um, <laughs> it's Sunday. I'm gonna make a believer out of you already. <laughs> but I just say in that instance, or what about cases of self-defense? that people get sent to death, death row and all this kind of stuff, but they can't afford a lawyer, so they're stuck in there for life. And you, you know what I'm saying? Bills. And I yeah, totally so. get that, and I, and I, I get that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I, I would much rather eliminate death row so you don't have anyone. Which I agree with. Like, I agree that. that whole mar- 144 people wrongfully executed like yeah, that's foul. any law any uh, uh any loss of life is is unacceptable well, yeah but uh yeah that's all i got man because we pretty much like the other questions we already ran through everything it. <laughs> <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> earlier ah <laughs> oh, man but um yeah, that's a, that's it. That's all I got, man. Well, tell us what you think about this topic. It kind of went all over the place, but guys, you listen, you watch. Tell us what you think. We love to know your thoughts, opinions. Um, are we crazy? Like, 
or do we think like most Americans probably think? They just don't say it. Well, so. Only uh, only a comment can tell. Yeah, that's so true. Please leave your thoughts in the comments and please continue to uh, contribute to the Cameron Raw Upgrade America 2020 campaign. CJ the Daywalker, we out. Peace.